You're listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. I'm just going to kind of jump into the word tonight. Um, you know, we might need masks and we might need gallons of hand sanitizer and we may need to be a hockey stick apart, but we're here together and I'm so thankful. And um, in this season, there's been some things that have happened and I just want to update you. We uh, have a team called Scattered Saints and Cody Walker has been leading that team. He's been on our Edmonton lead team. And about three weeks ago, Cody just felt God leading him to step down. He's been praying for some other things that God's putting on his heart. And so we've released Cody and, and we honored him together with the Scattered Saints team. And just want to say thank you to Cody. Cody, if you're watching online, thank you so much for serving and, and investing in this. And yeah, give it up. Just love Cody and his investment and excited for what's ahead. And in the interim, I have taken over leading Scattered Saints. And we're just dreaming some incredible things, how to reach our city, how to reach people every day. And uh, some other things happened that we haven't been in person to celebrate. But Lauren and Micah, would you stand up? They got married and we celebrated their day. And for those of you don't know, Lauren is on staff with us. She made this all happen. She made you all register. She's she's made it. She makes my life amazing, easy. And so thank <laughs> thankful to you guys, but really glad for you and so happy for you. And make sure you say congratulations to them, okay? And um, there's been some other news. Has anyone else, got, anyone else got married or engaged in this place during COVID that we missed? Um, I, have, I have shared for uh, a long time about my single journey. I, um, I felt like God says share it because the days that you'll see the breakthrough, you'll also share that too. Come on. And, and I felt it was so hard, if, if being honest, I remember being with Tara and Aaron, and I said, I don't want to share this, I feel naked, I feel vulnerable, to share that I can't find anyone, and there's no hope, and all these things, right? Like, just tough season. And, and, I, and, I, and I say that in a joke now, but, but it was a tough season. And it was hard, and it was like, what God are you doing? Um, last November, and our story is crazy, um, and someday I'll invite Jess and we'll both share our story because I'll probably get details wrong and she'll get details wrong and we can complete each other's sentences and it'll be so powerful. And um, so we'll do it together and we'll share the story. But uh, we met in person for the first time at the advance last year, November um, 25th. And then on the 28th, we went on our first date uh, I, she said yes to going for coffee, and I got a, a lunch, a bowling, uh, a coffee, and like after food somehow. So um, I did well. And <laughs> December 28th, I asked her to be my girlfriend, and this August, on August 28th, in Vancouver, overlooking the ocean, I said, will you marry me? And so I want you to meet Jess, and Jess, would you stand? In <laughs> Jess is amazing, so get to know her. She has an incredible call, and uh, it's just incredible and so amazing and thankful for her and thankful for this, and it's hard to believe. I said to her, I leaned over, I said, I, I've been at Resurgence for 12 years single, <laughs> and it's, it's incredible. And some of you know that journey, Yari, and you've, you've walked with me, Trav, in this journey, and so it is incredible to have a fiance sitting Woo! here. It's a miracle. I share a lot to say, whatever you're believing for, don't give up. Come on. Don't give up. Don't give up. God has it for you. Don't give up. Don't settle. Don't back down. God has something, and I just, I had to share that tonight. There's hope. If you have your Bibles, turn to Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to read a story that you've probably heard a million times, but I want to read it because I believe God wants to do something in this place tonight. Really powerful. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Everybody say rare. rare. There were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes are becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. 
the lamp of God had not yet burnt out, gone out. Everybody say, gone out. Gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down, and if he says, calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. At that time, I'll carry against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever. And he goes on, he goes on to verse 16. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. Everybody say, here, here I, I am. am. What was it he said to you, Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide anything that he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord, let him do what is good in his eyes. Then the Lord was with Samuel as he grew, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and therefore he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. The thought I have for you tonight is a voice of hope. God wants to just share this thought, a voice of hope. Of hope, And the picture I have as, as I prepared for tonight is like this field of all these tents in it. And there's all these tents and everybody's in their tent. And all of a sudden there was this sound. There was this thing called COVID-19. And it feels like everybody ran out of their tent and they ran into the hills and they ran to hide in the caves. And then all of a sudden, oh, you can't be together in your caves. So everybody had to separate and be by themselves and all this thing. And it, it, it's a picture of everyone just running out of the church buildings and, and trying to figure out the new normal. It was a shaking. It's a season of shaking. It's a season of what is actually the church. Is it a building or is it people? It's a shaking of faith. Is, is it actually religion or is it relationship? Is it about a God we know or a God we know about? It's a shaking of all of that. And I think it's more of it. There, there's so many voices right now. What's the voice we're listening to? What's the voice that's in our head right now? You know, there's so many things. There's a commotion and there's voices. And the loudest voices are not the ones outside, but the ones inside. There's the self-talk, there's the accusations, there's the lies, there's the lies of shame, there's the lies that the past is, is bigger than the future, it's the lies of anxiety, it's the lies of depression, of unrest, of hopelessness. And sometimes it just won't shut the heck up. See, it's a season of a transition too. Many people are feeling a transition. They're moving from one place to another place. There, there's this transition happening. You see, how do we hear one voice? Not the fear, not the doubt, not the shame, but one voice above all other voices. His voice. And it's a voice of hope tonight. And I believe God wants to speak his voice to every single one of us. God, I thank you that you're in this place. I thank you that your presence is in this place. I thank you that your anointing is in this place. 
I thank you from the front to the back, from the left to the right. I thank you that you're going to open up every ear. You're going to open up every heart. I thank you for those watching online right now. You're ministering to people even before I've done this message. That the presence of God is coming into homes, coming onto couches, coming through iPhones, coming through computers. And, and the presence of God is healing and setting people free. I thank you that your voice is going to move in every single one of us tonight. That you want to speak to us. God we say here we are we want we want all that you have for us tonight everybody said amen, amen. the voice came in the darkness when we read this we see that the voice came in the darkness in Samuel's day, they were living in a time that it was really dark. The word of God was rare, it said. It said that the world had their hearts hardened towards God. God, there was terrible things. Sin was rampant. It was crazy times. And even Eli's vision was going. He couldn't see physically, and, and maybe it was a symbol of what the spiritual blindness that was coming. And it said that the candle was about to go out. The flame represents the presence of God. And it says in the story, just before the candle, before the lamp had gone out. Personally, maybe you're in a dark season. Maybe there's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's just hardness. Where, where's your fit? God, why am I on this earth? What am I here for? Maybe it's sickness. Maybe you've had COVID or you know someone that has it. Maybe whatever it is, you're here tonight and you need a breakthrough. You're under attack. It felt like a tough season. Maybe it's, it's dark. Maybe there's compromises you've made. Maybe there's corners that you've cut in this season because it's felt like we've been cold, out of the fire, not meeting, gathering regularly. And maybe there's areas that you, the shame is speaking, doubt is speaking. See, the word of God was rare. And in that day, God didn't seem to be speaking. He seemed so distant. Where was God? It was hard to know his voice. It was hard to hear his voice. What does his voice even sound like? Their hearts were so hardened. The climate was so hard. They were doing the motions, but it was without him in the room. They needed a breakthrough. They were, they were in the tabernacle, but they didn't know. Samuel didn't know the word of the Lord at that time. He was serving, but he didn't know. The Bible says that in the beginning of creation, that the earth was formless, and the darkness covered the surface of the deep. It says also that the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness. Come on. That when God then would speak, he said, let there be light, and there was light. As soon as his voice came, creation happened. Whatever he would speak would happen. When he started to speak, stuff happened, stuff moved. See, darkness was filled with light at the sound of his voice. Come on. That command changed everything. The creation created at the command, that we were created at the command of his voice. We're here because of his voice. We're here because of his voice. We're here because a voice called out into the darkness. There's a voice in the darkness tonight. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling right now, there's a voice. You may go, I can't feel a voice. I don't feel God. I don't know God. Tonight, there's a voice in the darkness calling out to you your name. Come on. There's a voice. The second thing in the story, we see that the voice came before the fire had gone out. That golden candlestick thing that, that the lamp would burn day and it would burn at night in the holy place of the tabernacle. And the priests would have to tend to these candles and they would have to relight them. And, and it was dark time and the lamp was starting, it symbolized the presence of God. And it was starting to flicker out. It was starting to burn out. See, it had to be tended just before the fire burned out. God spoke. Just before the presence left, God spoke. God called. In this season, as, as I said, it feels like we're coals out of a fire. But can I say in one moment, he can fan into flame that coal. Mm -hmm. that, that you may feel separated from the fire, but I just say just before the lamp went out, God wants to speak. Come on. Just before you want to give up tonight, God has a word for you. Right. Just before you're going to throw in the towel, God speaks. His voice comes in the darkness. His voice comes when it's about to go out. And the other thing I, I discovered in this is it's possible to be in a church building. 
possible to serve. And it's possible to not know his voice. We can go to church and we can do all these things. You know, Sammy in the story. Sammy, I mean, he knew the ins and outs of the tabernacle. Sammy, you know, knew how to open the doors. And Sammy knew how to bake the bread when he was needed to bake the bread. It was probably really good sourdough or something. He knew how to do it. He knew how to operate the lights, I mean the candles. He knew how to do the sound in the back. He knew how to, how to operate the tabernacle. But it was, isn't it interesting, he did not know the one whose voice it was all about. He knew all about the building. He knew all about the things of God, but he didn't know the voice of the one that the whole thing was about. It wasn't personable. It wasn't personal. It was a building. It was a thing. It was a service. He was doing it. It was religion. It wasn't relationship. You could be in someone's home and not know the owner. Sammy was in a home and he didn't know the voice of the one who owned the building. Wow. How many times have we gone through the motions and not known him, not heard his voice? See, he knew the voice of man. He knew the voice of Eli. He thought that it was Eli's voice, but he could not recognize the voice of the Lord. Can I suggest in this season, this shaking season, that we felt from coronavirus and all of this? Is it a moment to look at a relationship with him and reflect, how is your relationship with him? Do you know his voice? I think it's a pause to go, whose voice have we been following? Success, culture, the narrative of life, the narrative of what we think we should be doing, the narrative of, of Instagram, the narrative of social media, the narrative of the news, or are we following the narrative that's in the word of God? Are we following the voice of God, a voice that all other voices bow down to, a voice that will never change, a voice that can speak life into the almost hopeless situations? There's a voice. There's a voice. And he wants us to hear his voice. Not just talk about his voice or, or tell others, but to know his voice. Is it man we look for, for praise, or is it God? Do we know him? You know, the other thing that's happened is the voice came when he was in the resting place. The voice came when he was in the resting place. Samuel was trained to hear the voice of Eli. He was, you know, Samuel's story is a miracle. Samuel's story, he was an answer of God to his mother, Hannah, who couldn't have a child. She couldn't have a child, and Samuel is the miracle. Samuel's what happened. She committed Samuel to God and said, if I have a child, he'll serve the tabernacle. She had Samuel. Samuel's word means, or name means, God heard. His own name means God heard. So here we have Samuel, an answer to prayer, and a reminder that God hears. God heard. God heard the cry of a mother that was barren. And Sammy, God heard, was trained to listen to the ear of Eli. Yet God was preparing his heart to listen to the ear of him. Yeah. To, to, for his, to, to, I don't know what I even said. To hear him. <laughs> It was the character that was being developed so that he could serve God, not man. Yeah. See, in the serving of man, God was developing him to how he's going to serve God. See, God wants the posture of our hearts to be the concern. Many times we're wondering, God, where are we supposed to be geographically? What are we supposed to do? How does it look? Where should I move or where shouldn't I move? And all this times, but many times I think we wonder geographically where we should be. And God concerns more about where our heart's at. Mm -hmm. Where's the location of your heart in Him? What's the posture of your heart in Him? Because when your heart's in the right place, He can move you in a moment. He can get you into the right spot geographically. But so many times our heart's not in the right spot. See, he wants to put our hearts in the right spot. And, and for me, I've found when I serve someone else's dream, God reveals a dream for me. And God will bring other dreams and say, serve them. Lay down, will you serve them? And in that, God will build a, a, a platform, a, a, an area for you to serve, and an area for you to rise into all that he's called you to be. That's how God works. Come on. 
And um, in verse 9, it says this, and we read this key verse. It says, after getting the voice, you know, he got the voice wrong so many times. And it says, Samuel went and lay down in his place. He went and lay down in his place. There's a rest in that. He just went into his bed again, and he lay down in his usual place. He lay down in that spot again. He, he rested, and in that place, God came and stood there. It was in that place he met God. He wasn't trying to get to God in some other place. It makes me wonder how many times we leave the place trying to do all these things, and we miss God because he's in the place he's called us to be. We try to do these other things and we try to go seek after God and climb the ladder when God's saying, just be who I've called you to be. And I'll elevate you. I'll move you to where I want you to be. See, God speaks when you get in your place. God, I'm here. I'm real. I'm vulnerable. I'm broken. God, I'm broken down. I'm ready to do your will. I trust you. That place. The here I am place. I think we look for big things to find God, and he finds us in the small things. It starts hearing his voice at serving. Well, we serve. I love how every time Samuel, Eli called Samuel and said, here I am. Hmm. He was just ready to serve. He's ready to serve, and in that same posture to the Lord, the Lord, when the Lord came and stood, he listened, he heard, He was there. It was a developing of his heart. He honored his mom by serving. He honored Eli by serving. And in serving in that place, God called him to a bigger platform than he could ever imagine. God took him from that tabernacle to entire nation to speak the word of the Lord to. That's incredible. He could never have built that on his own if he tried You know, when he said these words, here I am, I think of Abraham said those same words to God. I think of Moses, Jacob, Ananias, all these people in the Bible said, here I am, God. And to Moses, here I am, and God says, I am who I am. He responded back, that echo, here I am, God. See, there's a posture of his heart in that. And I I wonder this, where did the breakthrough occur in his life, in Samuel's life? Where did the breakthrough occur? Did it it show up when all of a sudden he's in front of the whole nation giving the word of the Lord? I actually think the breakthrough happened in his posture of his heart when he said, here I am. Mm -hmm. When he said, let your servant speak for your servant is listening. See, I think that's where the breakthrough starts. You know, so many times I look back, I look back at the dreams that I pursued and the things that I pursued and, and I can say, okay, was it the realization of this? I think it always came back to not in front of the crowd, not the actual dream being realized, but the heart posture in my room when I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. That's where the moment of breakthrough happened. I can say that in my relationship with Jess. I think we both could say that. That was both we talked about. It was, are, are we willing to just trust God before we ever met? See, with God was preparing us in a season that we didn't know. And it was super frustrating. It was super hard. And it both looked different for both of us. But God was preparing us. And it was that here I am moment. Will you trust him? And I think that's the moment of breakthrough. It wasn't the day I met Jess. It happened long before that. Because I was ready to meet someone. I was in that place that God wanted me to be. And I think it's that here I am heart posture. I can, You know, the voice came in the resting rather than in the trying place. Mm-hmm wasn't in a striving place. It was in his usual place that the voice came. Some, someone here, you know, you've been, you've been trying with your career. You've been trying in a relationship. You've been trying with success. And God is saying you're not hearing my voice because those voices that you're trying for have become louder than the voice that I've been speaking to you. And there's a lot of noise. And I just sense tonight God's saying, I want to find you in your usual place. I want to find you in your place. I'm going to come and I'm going to speak. But those voices of success and culture and the narrative of culture has been louder. And it's a louder voice. And tonight they need to silence. Because your God, your Father wants to speak. A voice of hope. A voice of life. You know, the other thing that happened in the story is he heard the voice. He heard the voice of God. 
In the story, Samuel doesn't know the voice. In a time where God wasn't speaking in the darkness just before the lamp went out, Samuel, Samuel, three times he called. I thank you that it was Eli. I thank God that it was Eli that never called him, but it was God. I'm thankful that man doesn't call us, God does. It's God who calls us. It's God who sets us on a path. It's God that brings purpose into our life. It's God that calls our name. You know how great and how good and how amazing women and men of God are. But, but you know what? There's something when God calls. Because when God calls, God has me. And when God calls, I can trust him. It doesn't matter where I'm in a fire because he'll be with me in the fire. It doesn't matter if I'm in the lion's den because he'll shut the mouths of the lion. Because when God calls, no man can stop it. When God calls you, when God sets you on a path, when God ordains it, nothing else can stop it. No criticism can come against you. Because when God has established something, his word speaks. And his word doesn't come back void and there's a faith in a God that we can't see but we can see in our spirit we can know his voice see it's God that calls and I'm thankful in the story because it's a reminder to every one of us it's not man that calls us to things it's God that calls you Right. Every one of us in this place are called by God we're called for a purpose we're called for a destiny it's God that calls When I go through the valley of the shadow of death, nothing can touch me because it's God that called me. Come on. When I quit, when I quit and I feel all alone and I just want to run away, it's God that called me. It's God that's with us. It's God that's standing with us. Come on. When you're discouraged and you're just going, why? It's God that's there. Right. It's God. He called us. Perfect love casts out all fear. It's God. You know, he, Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. What does God's voice sound like? For me, many times, it's, it's a still, small voice. The voice that just keeps telling you Jesus is real. The voice that maybe brought you here today. The voice... That, that, that speaks in our, sometimes we dismiss that inner voice and we're like, it should sound like Morgan Freeman or something. That's not that Morgan Freeman, but that, that like Charles Heston God voice. God is speaking to you, Lauren. You know, that kind of voice, right? But it's, it's, it's still small voice. It's, how, how do you know it's God speaking? Here's, here's what I like to say. Is it, how do you know if it's God or the enemy? Is it like Jesus? Is what he's speaking to me like Jesus? If I obeyed this idea, would the resulting action reflect the character and the purpose of Christ? See, the word, Jesus is the word in flesh, and and the word governs us. So we need to know this word. So if you want to know what's God speaking, you need to know his character, because he's not going to speak out of character. He's going to speak, and everything's going to line up to this book. And if it doesn't, it's not him speaking. Because right. he speaks in accordance to what he's already spoken. That's the goodness of God. That's his character. That's his mercy. That's his love. And if he speaks outside of it, then it's not him. Mm-hmm. The word is a compass that guides us. This book guides us. So we have to know this word if we're going to know what he's speaking in our hearts. That's why it's so important. That's why every church you've been to, people are like, know the word. Get the word into you. You know, They, they say it over and over because it's true. Because you can't know him unless you know his character. You can't hear his voice clearly unless you have a compass to go, oh yeah, that's what it sounds like. And you practice and you learn. See, the other thing I like to ask is, what's the worst thing that can happen if I were to get this wrong? Hmm. If I'm hearing God and God's speaking to me, what's the worst thing that could happen? And if the answer isn't like it would be a disaster... Then, then I, if the answer is like it'd be a disaster, then I pause. I go to godly people. I say, I sense God speaking this. I go in community. Can we discern this together? Could God speak to us? Because this is crazy. See, I, I be wary of words that are directional, harsh, or, or heavy. Mm-hmm. The word of God and, and the word that comes to us, the voice that comes to us, should bring peace. God doesn't operate with a spirit of fear. 
Right. God doesn't fear you into things. Come on. If, if you're responding, we, we, we can't, um, we got to respond but not react to things. Right. And sometimes we want to react and it's the spirit of fear. But God gives us a peace and a sound mind and, and, and then we can respond. And it's, it's a peaceful decision. God will give you peace. That, that's something that always speaks to me. You know, David learned in the pasture how to discern the voice of God. Because then when he faced the giants, he knew what to do. In this season, can I encourage us, learn the voice of God. Take time with all the other voices. In, in a time that we have more time than we've probably ever had to be in our homes, to be isolated at times, get into the word. Learn his voice. He is speaking. Come on. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me, John 10, 27. Yeah. And then what happens in the story, there's an encounter. It says, the Bible says that as Samuel lay down in his usual place, that the Lord called his name again and came and stood there. Mm -hmm. Samuel says, speak for your servant is listening. <laughs> and I bet he added that never made this book. And I just peed my pants, God. <laughs> like seriously, God is standing there. Never met him before. Don't know his voice. And now he stood there. Here's what happens. I believe that um, it was a moment. It was an encounter. It was undeniable. It was a moment that marked his life forever. And here's what I believe in this season, that God wants to come and encounter us in moments that mark our lives forever. An undeniable move of God. I remember one time being with Trev, and we were at a, a retreat one time. We were praying, and we said, God, would you come in an undeniable way? And probably 15 years ago, almost every service, I've always prayed, God, come in an undeniable way because of what happened that night. Because God came in an undeniable way. And I remember it for the rest of my life. See, when God comes in an undeniable way, it changes you. It marks you. And the Lord stood there. And I, I just, I'm hungry tonight. I'm hungry for a fresh encounter, guys. I'm hungry for just, not, not yesterday. This isn't a social club. Resurgence isn't just why we started. Because we were hungry for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And that we wouldn't stay the same, but that we'd be changed. Mm -hmm. If we're just gathering to just, hey, see some people, we could probably do something a lot better at a social club. Right. That's not why we're here. We're here to encounter Him. We're here for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Something new, something fresh, something alive. There's something fresh in this season. The weariness will be broken off. Strength will return. Joy is going to come. I believe tonight God wants to encounter every single one in this place. Right. This is a sovereign moment. This is an ordained time. And I, I just, he's here. Yeah. He's here. The last thing is he responded to the voice. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, Blessed are those that hear the word of God and obey it. That's right. <laughs> it's one thing to hear the voice. It's another thing to do what the voice of God says. Yeah. We hear many voices. Who's the voice in your head? Is it culture? Is it shame? Is it faith? Or is it faith? Is it culture? Is it God? What's the voice that speaks the loudest? The Bible says out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. The voice of fear, the voice of insecurity, or is it the voice of God? You have to believe what God says about you. You have to believe what God says about you. Everything is striving for our attention right now. To get our clicks, to get our likes, to get our time, to get our energy. Everything is striving for, for us to, 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 put it, to put our attention towards it, to fill our minds. The Bible says to meditate on God. It says to fix your thoughts on Him. Joshua meditated on the Word of God day and night. 
Don't depart from it. Psalm 49.3 says, My mouth shall speak wisdom, the meditation of my heart and understanding. Psalm 63.6 says, Meditate on God in the watches of the night. Are we meditating on Him? Psalm 1 says, Blessed by, blessed by meditating on Him day and night. You're blessed by meditating on Him. How do you meditate? If you've struggled with fear in your life, how many have struggled with fear in some capacity? That's every single one of us in the room. If you've struggled with fear, you know how to meditate. Wow. You've just meditated on the wrong voice. Wow. Come on. Woo. What's the voice we're listening to? The voice of a good father. He wants to speak in this in a few moments. We're just gonna we're gonna pray in a few moments, and I believe that every ear is gonna open. Come if on. you haven't heard the voice of your father in a long time, he wants to speak. You're watching online. God wants to speak. There's something we're gonna break off where there's been attack on hearing and attack on people hearing the voice of God. You're watching online. Get ready because God's gonna come so real to you. I just feel it. And um, you know we're in this moment of transition. Everyone I talk to, I'm in a moment of transition. I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking of that. See, the fruit will grow where you, fruit will grow from the seeds that you plant. What's the seeds that we're planting in our thoughts? We can think a lot of things, but what are we putting our time in? Are, are we spending and meditating on God? Or are we meditating on the news stories on fear? There's real things happening, and I get it, and I'm not denying that. But I, I know personally, it's really easy to put my eyes on something else and hear the other voices louder than the voice of my father. Because when I listen to the voice, I trust him. I can get anxious by listening to every other voice. I can get fearful from listening to every other voice. But the voice of God has to be louder. Samuel could have not obeyed God. He was at a crossroads. Yet, in the story of Sammy, he obeyed God. You know, I've heard it said, if you, if you can't hear God, go back to the moment that he last spoke to you. Mm. And obey what he said. Yeah. He might still be waiting for you in that place. It's true. In my life, I've had to go back to moments where I'm like, God, I'm not hearing you. I'm not hearing you. And I keep thinking of this moment that he spoke, but I didn't want to hear what he wanted to say. <laughs> See, God's patient. He waits for us in that place. Will you obey? Will you follow? <clears throat> you know, desert fathers of the faith years and years ago used to say that the transition between two dreams is always the hardest. And I believe what God's doing in this season is a season of shaking. Hebrews 12 says that he's removing of what can be shaken so what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving at the kingdom, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. He's shaking right now. Some people are shaking because they don't know their voice of their father and they're losing their faith in this season. It's a shaking. It's a shaking of, of the things that are going to remain. What is our identity about? Are we secure in Him? Do we know His voice? The last thing is a voice brings purpose and calling. The voice of hope brings purpose and calling. Samuel went from not knowing the voice of God in Samuel 3, 1 Samuel 3, to Samuel 4. It says Samuel's word came to all Israel. He didn't know the voice of God, and now Samuel's word came to all of Israel. I find it funny how it's Samuel's word, not God's word, came to all of Israel. And what happened between chapters 3 and 4 was a transition moment. We get to the point where it's God, it's not God's word through Samuel. It's, it's Samuel's word. Why? Because he got so close to God. He spoke directly from God's throne. He, he knew the word of God. He, he went from a day where the word of God was rare to the word of God. He knew the voice of God so clearly. 
And I believe God wants to transition us, and it starts at that here I am God, here I am place. So that the word of God isn't rare, but it's something that we can know the word of God or what he's saying right now. Our culture right now needs a word. They need a word. They don't need good thoughts and good ideas. They need a word from God. They don't know how to say it. They don't know how to ask it. But I can tell you there's a word of God needed in the political sphere. There's a word of God needed in every business. There's a word of God needed in the education system. There's a word of God. And it's time that the body of Christ rise up and say, we've got the word because we've spent time with the one that speaks to us. Come on. See, Samuel's life was Samuel, God heard, was his name. And here's the reality. He could have stopped at that and been the miracle. But it's God heard, but Samuel's also an oracle or somebody that spoke the voice of God. It didn't stop there. It, it, was, it was a vessel. He became a vessel. He became so, so connected to his father that he knew that it was the voice of God and he had to speak it in a whole nation listen. It's time that we start spending time to know the voice of God. It was flowing through him. We aren't just need the voice to come to us, but the voice is supposed to go to a generation. Yeah. You're a voice. I'm a voice. It's time. See, God's voice is to empower our voice. God created us in his image to create the future, not fear the future. God's called us to not just hear his voice, but be a voice. Right. To, to, to do what he's called us to do. The narrative of God for each of us starts at calling our names, but it leads then to calling our lives to him. Mm. He calls our name, but then he calls our life. The result, we became a voice. You know, Ephesians 4.18, they were darkened in their understanding and separated from life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Then when our hearts are darkened, it's really hard to find a purpose. Proverbs 25 says, the purposes of a heart are deep waters and get drawn out by understanding. As I prayed for tonight, I saw the word frustration come into my mind. A lot of people are frustrated. Frustrated, trying to find purpose. I don't know what I'm called to do in this season. And um, I felt God say this. You don't know what you're called to do because you're doing something that's never been done before. Everybody knows what to do, but you need to know who you are. And out of that, you'll know what you're supposed to do. And that frustration is coming out of that because God's calling and birthing something that's never been done before. We're in a season that we've never been before. And it's time to hear the voice of God for what he's calling us to do something we've never done before. Not on our own strength, not on our own good idea, not on some book we pick up, but on the voice of our Father. We all know what we've been, but we need to know God to show us where we're going. Simon, Simon Peter, or Simon, was this reed, pliable person. He was bendable, but became Peter, who was a rock. Right. See, it, it, he was changed. He was transformed. There was a transition. See, God's birthing something. Don't let this moment pass by. Don't hit snooze any longer. Yeah. Don't miss it. Today, it may be a still small voice, an impression, a thought, but I sense in this place the power of God, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. It's time to be a voice like John the Baptist in the wilderness proclaiming the word of the Lord. It's time to, to have a voice and to say what God is saying. See, it's a confidence that you can take the voice of God to a nation like Samuel did. Karis, could you just come and play the keys and uh, we're going to wrap up. But I just... Uh, you know, Ezekiel 37, I was, I, I love our prayer movement. Megan and Kayla and Kimmy and the team, uh, we have prayer that happens every week. And it's on Zoom, you need to join it. It's so life-giving and incredible. If you're intimidated by, pra- intimidated by prayer, don't be intimidated, just join. <laughs> just come. 
and it's on Zoom. You can do it from your home, but I love it. It's life-giving. And this week, I said, hey, could you pray for the message this week? And all of a sudden, the team started praying. They didn't know I was sharing on the voice of God, and, and Megan started sharing about Ezekiel 37, and she said in her Bible, it's called the, and I'm going to say this word wrong, resuscit resuscitation of a nation is what Ezekiel 37 says in her Bible. And, and, and as, as I thought of that phrase, and I think here's Ezekiel, he speaks the voice of God. God says, speak what you see. Speak my breath into these bones. Speak the word of God. Speak into these dry bones. See, the dry bones don't get life without speaking. Unless Ezekiel speaks, there's no dry life. There, no, there's no life. Not dry life. Wet life. No, I don't know. Life. But when he speaks, breath comes. It's time to dream again. And speak what he's saying, no longer silent. We wear masks in this season. We're wearing masks tonight, and this has nothing to do with the masks we're wearing, but I think long before we ever had to wear masks, many of us have worn masks that muffled our voice that held back our voice. The enemy has taken our voice. The enemy has taken our boldness. The enemy has stopped us. We haven't heard what God's saying, and so then we don't know what to speak, and we've lost our confidence. We've lost our boldness. We've lost, when we read Acts, they had a boldness. Why? Because they heard the voice of God. There was a voice of hope, but then that hope flowed out to people, and the power of God transformed people. What are we focused on in this season? Ezekiel heard God so then he could speak. He heard the voice of God saying, speak, and he spoke. Breath came after the voice was spoken. It's time to speak the word of the Lord. What are we focusing on this season? What are we speaking? Comparison, someone else's dream that we want, that we've seen on social media. It's time to cut out everything that influences us. And it's time to come to a moment of here I am, God. It's time to lay down every dream as of being someone else and be the dream that God's called you to be. Yeah. Me to be. There might be a church that's scattered from our tents to our homes, but we're still a church. We're the body. That's what I love about resurgence, we're the body. We all come from different tribes and different tents, but we're the body. Yeah. The people have sent once, and I felt like God say this afternoon as I was praying, time to rally the army. Some are weary in well-doing. Galatians 9 says that let us not become weary in doing good for a proper time will reap a harvest. I want to call forth the destiny of every single one of you tonight. I want to call forth the destiny. Some of you are weary in this season. I want to break that off by the Spirit of God and declare over you, don't get weary. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel you're watching online. Don't give up. Here's the thing. There's a voice of hope tonight. There's a voice of your father saying, don't give up because there's a harvest. There's a harvest. There's something coming. We're in this season for such a time as this. Edmonton, you will be saved. Canada, you will be saved. Nations of the earth, there are dreamers that need to arise in this season. Come on. Step into what God's called you to. You know, horses put blinders on so they, they, they can't see everything and they can focus. Maybe you got to put blinders on so you can focus on his voice. From our isolation, from a virus that attacks our breath, masks our mouth, and isolates us from community, there's a voice of hope speaking tonight. It starts at availability. Here I am, God. Speak for your servant is listening. Speak. Can we close our eyes and bow our heads in this place? Yeah, Jesus. As I prayed and I felt to preach on this tonight, I felt like there was an authority 
see ears open tonight. Not physical ears, the moment maybe physical ears, but ears of our heart, ears of our mind, to hear the voice of God. God has not stopped speaking to you. The greatest miracle that can ever happen is Jesus coming into our heart. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you need to commit your life to him, say, God, I want you to be the Lord of my life. You're watching online. I want to give an opportunity. That's why we're here. He's changed my life. He's changed so many of us, transformed us by his grace, by his love, by his power. You're here tonight and you don't know him. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And he wants a relationship. Maybe you've served in a church. And maybe you've done churchy things. But you've actually not known him. The first step to knowing his voice is to say, Jesus, I want you to be in my heart. I invite you in. So if that's you on the count of three, I'm going to count to three. I want you to slip your hand up. If you're watching online, I want you to just say, that's me. Colette and Dean will be there to pray with you or, or message you. One, two, if you're feeling like, hey, that, I think I should, that's God speaking. Three, lift your hand if that's you. I want to pray. Jesus, Jesus, I invite you, I invite you to be the Lord of my life. I'm a new creation tonight in you. I'm a new creation tonight in you. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my heart to you. I ask you to come. And fill me with life. That only you can give. Set me free. From every attack of the enemy. I thank you that you're filling me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you're filling me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you're healing me right now. Thank you that you're healing me right now. I thank you that there's freedom for me right now. Thank you there's freedom for me right now. And I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.